Washington Governor Jay Inslee signing a $59 billion state budget in the last couple of weeks. Of course, we've been talking about things going on in Olympia. One of them being this, well, I guess when you look at the overall thing being $59 billion, it's it's a small number, but it has the potential for a huge impact here in Whatcom County, a a little piece of that huge budget relating to water, water rights adjudication. And we've talked, of course, quite a bit about this here on the program. Welcome back to the Farming Show here on KGMI. I am Dylan Honkoop. Joining me in studio this morning is Whatcom Family Farmers Executive Director Fred Lickle. And friend, first, let's start with, well, what does this mean? You know, we've talked about water rights adjudication, how complicated it is, how harmful it can be, how terribly it went in Yakima. Uh, we've covered a variety of angles, this issue, and, and, and just how devastating it could be for the future of farming in Whatcom County, in the Nooksack Basin. That's where they're talking about doing this whole thing to... You know, the proponents of this, the Department of Ecology in particular, says this is how we're going to fix all of our local water woes. And we certainly do have water woes. I mean, the farming community feels that. But now that the the state and the governor has signed it and the state legislature has approved this budget that says, okay, we're going to start working on this ground or this uh, water rights adjudication, what does that really mean? Does that mean it's a foregone, it's foregone conclusion it's going to happen? Well, first of all, thanks for having me, Dylan. I really appreciate it. And um, to answer that question, no, not really. Not really. What, what the governor signed was, was language that calls for pre-adjudication work. Yeah, there, there were two things that were funded in the budget for the next two years. One of them was pre-adjudication work, where the Department of Ecology will be looking at uh, some of the things behind the scenes, you know, gathering information and gathering data to, to, to start working towards what adjudication essentially is, which is a lawsuit against everyone. Um, settlement processes are encouraged during those discussions. And one of the things that the governor also signed was funding for Whatcom County, um, and specifically I believe it was for the Whatcom County government, to receive some funding to start discussion on, uh, I don't remember the exact wording, but it was in essence collaborative and settled, you know, settlement discussions. Um, how can we get all the parties together to discuss how that works? Oh, and that's what we as a farming community have been calling for all along. This has yes. to be a process of the community coming together, hearing everyone's concerns, and working together to make real, long-lasting solutions, rather than hashing it out in a courtroom where everyone is pitted against each other, at each other's throats legally, and potentially even worse, as they saw in, in Yakima. But so far, there have been a lot of people saying they don't want that collaborative stuff that's going to be looked at initially there, there, there certainly have been those who have been calling for that and that is that has definitely been a concern for us and so I mean in essence what the governor did, and, and the legislature was chose to do is kind of the best of both both worlds in their mind right but they funded both parts of that they, they funded the adjudication uh, the lawsuit in essence and they also funded uh, collaborative settlement discussions and um, 
and that adjudication, it's important to note, the adjudication cannot be filed for another two years. What so does that mean, an adjudication being filed? It's it like a lawsuit. The, law, the lawsuit itself cannot be filed for another two years. That's, that's how they set it up. So it gives us some time to discuss those things. But, yes, it has been disappointing to see that there have been those who have been calling for uh, for not having these discussions, in essence, for instead just saying, well, an adjudication is going to happen and we need to have s- some information. So Whatcom County should pour all of its funds uh, directly into uh, technical studies rather than getting folks together and discussing. So they're saying that the county should go against what the governor and the legislature laid out in the budget? That is, in essence, how, how we see it, yes. Uh, that, that, is, uh, that is how I see it, is, is that they're saying, look, and, the, and this is, you know, one of our local environmental groups who is saying, hey, look, we shouldn't be funding. We shouldn't be funding this. Instead, we should just be sending all that funding to uh, technical resources because you know, they're saying an adjudication is a foregone conclusion. That's the only way it's going to go. So this is what we, we you know, we should do. How can inv- an environmental group say that they don't want people to come together? They don't want collaboration. They don't want to, you know, look at what's best for everybody that instead they want to go to court and have it be purely a legal process adversarial don't please don't uh don't work things out on your own is what they're that boggles my mind why anyone would take that kind of a position what why i i wish i could answer that myself dylan but that that is that is one of the things, and that's why you know we we likewise they had sent a letter to the, the the county council, and we did as well, saying no, we do need to continue forward with these because an adjudication by itself, uh, w- as we have stated in this program many times before, will devastate the farming community. It it just will, um, you know, the, the farming community. Uh, because of the very nature of the way water laws is set up, it could be in a position where it is in a very um, very challenging position uh, where where water security might be very much uh, in doubt in the in the future. And what happens to our farms if they don't have water? Uh, I don't. Very few crops that survive without water. Uh, it, it, it could end up being a really challenging situation for sure. It's crazy to think about. Even though still there are people who say, "Oh, that's exaggeration." You know, it'll be fine. What's your response to that? People say, oh, you know, they, um, they did adjudication in Yakima. It turned out they're okay there. They're still watering their crops, and we'll figure this out here in Whatcom. And plus, we need legal certainty, so we have to go through this this process. No, uh, the, the Yakima adjudication didn't necessarily do that. It took 30 to 40 years of fighting, as we have mentioned before on this program, to get the parties to come together outside of adjudication and say, how can we work together? We're saying, let's start working together right now. Because otherwise, when you're in a lawsuit, all you're doing is going into your corner and trying to beat each other up. So the reality of of Yakima is the adjudication kept people for 20, 30 years plus from coming together. And then finally they did on their own outside the process. That is correct. To actually figure things out. So it was the adjudication, not that solved the problem, that, but that, or that, that kept the solution from being attainable 
for a much, much longer amount of time. To some extent, yes, that is correct. I mean, there's no doubt that the adjudication created the tension that existed there. So it, it started with the tension, but it was not the adjudication that fixed the issue. It was fun- people saying, let's get together and let's let's work this out as a community. And that's really what we are you know, trying to say here is let's get the, you know, let's, let's work together as a community to figure out what's happening. Because yes, the water situation, as you mentioned, is very challenging here in Whatcom County. It's not that we don't have enough water. We all know we have plenty of water. Uh, the challenge is how do we um, how do we work within the constraints of what right now is legal system? Um, how do we deal with the fact that we don't have storage, which means that oftentimes in the summer our flows go beyond you know below what. Um, would be considered acceptable for uh, what some would say are needed for salmon. So how are we going to manage those things? We don't, uh, we're going to need to work on managing it. And, and that the only way you're going to do that is to work together as a community. We are talking about water here on the Farming Show this morning on KGMI. I'm Dylan Honkoop. Our guest is Fred Lickle, Executive Director of Whatcom Family Farmers. We're talking about this water rights adjudication that has come front and center as a a very major concern for the future of farming in Whatcom County. Um, As you've touched on briefly a little bit earlier, Fred, about the fact that, hey, depending on how this turns out, you know, people may or may not have access to water. If you don't have access to water, you can't really farm. (laughs) Growing crops and even growing animals and you, you have to have water in this equation mm-hmm. to make it work. There are also some, and I'm just throwing some of the, you know, what the, the devil's advocate folks out there say. Some people say, oh, well, you, you won't lose water, you farmers. You, you aren't going to have your water shut off. What's your, what's your response to that? Is this a real threat that, that farmers uh, could I, I be shut off from water? There is absolutely a chance of that. And not just folks who may not have legal water rights right now, but those who do have legal water rights could also be potentially in jeopardy. And look no further than the Klamath River right now where, uh, you know, you've got 200,000 acres, I believe it is, of, of agriculture land there that has just been told you will be see- receiving no water this year. Really? And, and uh, they <laughs> are going to be devastated. You know, this is a, it's a little bit of a different basin than here, but mm-hmm. it, it relies more on a reservoir, but it's still the same issue. You know, it, it's still, it is still dealing with uh, how do we apportion the water the way it needs to be. And uh, the way it's looking right now, they're going to have no water and uh, for the farms. There will be water for the fish and no water for the farms. Mm. And there are many farmers there saying, I don't know how we survive this. Uh, even even with disaster payments, it's going to be you know, pretty much virtually impossible. It is not out of the realm of possibility with the way things are operating here and the way things are set up in Whatcom County that we could be in the same place. And not just for people who take water out of the Nooksack River itself, because they want to include groundwater in this discussion as well. It would be everybody. It could be it could be a pretty challenging place to be in in a few years if we don't come together and have discussions about possible solutions. Okay, so where we started was the governor and the state legislature approved and now signed into law the new budget, which amongst many, many other things, <laughs> funds pre-adjudication work here in the Nooksack Basin, as well as preparation or, or movement toward collaborative talks 
solutions Correct. in that direction. Correct. Back to the pre-adjudication work. What does that really mean? What are they actually working on that's costing money? Well, they'll be working at, at, at looking at everyone's legal rights. Who who has legal rights? Who doesn't? Um, you know, they, they're trying to create large databases of information um, and trying to determine, uh, you know, where it is that they can put in place what people are actually using. Of course, this goes far beyond farming as well, right? It goes to to cities and and public utility districts and private well owners and 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 so they're just this is just a massive time of gathering data to to try and figure out what's happening and then if the adjudication ends up getting filed then all these folks that they've been gathering data on they'll be sending out information to and you know in essence a legal summons saying hey you're being sued uh, you need to bring forward uh, your uh, certificates to show how much water you're being you're actually using and. Then then there that's just assuming that those folks who have legal water on paper that there will actually be enough water to cover that legally and uh, you know the concern there is once they take into account uh, what is needed for salmon uh, which would most likely be first because it'd be under tri- mm-hmm. tribal claims uh, based on in-stream flow rules that are only being met less than 50 percent of the time in the summer uh, that would mean that everybody that was under that and senior could be subject to being curtailed, which most likely means that they would be. And uh, it wasn't that in-stream flow rule supposed to be an average, though, kind of a middle point between high, you know, river flows and low river flows. That is my understanding. Yes, but um, but this would you're saying would treat it as a, a minimum limit, which is kind of I guess all the way already the way people talk about it. But that's not initially what that science was developed for was it um i i I don't this level must be met i thought it was representative of this is where our river flows are should be half of the time you know back when it was set in i believe 1985 you know the idea was in-stream flows should be net for salmon so it wasn't completely uh out of the range but back Mm -hmm. in there the you know realm possibility that that's what they were saying but you know, back then the science wasn't spectacular, and so basically it turned out to be roughly fifty percent. Is is how mm-hmm. I understand it was. It wasn't exactly the greatest science in the world. There has been other science though that has been put out there, including a study done by Utah State University that says those flows should actually be higher than what they're anticipating. So again, if if the flows are being set for fish at a level that is only being met half of the time already. How are we supposed to? Um, how are we supposed to be able to keep water in for farms when we don't have any way of supplementing water in upstream mm-hmm. that's supposed to meet these flows? Well, is it not meeting that level because water users are taking so much out of the river and the aquifers? No, not necessarily. This is a lot of this has to do with what happens upstream um, of you know, up above the forks in the river, um, issues with melting glaciers, issues with, you know, warmer temperatures and, um, you know, and to some extent also some of the developments that's occurred up there. But, um, and of course, issues related to a lack of salmon habitat, which then in fact turns into, well, we need to save the salmon. How are we going to do that? The only way to do that is to look at habitat and habitat equals water a lot of times. So, so it's, it's a complicated situation, but it, uh, the direness of it for farms is something that we are not exaggerating. You know, the Klamath is one example. Mm-hmm. The Yakima is an example where, for instance, the city of Roslyn got completely shut off. Uh, at one point, they had to to, um, to bring in water from outside. 
Um, so it is possible for a process like this to actually shut people's water Yes, off. because it is strictly a legal process. And if legally your water is junior to somebody and they are being impaired, you can be subject to curtailment is the word that they well, use. And, and that, that means they're shutting off the faucet. Because it sounds like the process here in Washington State doesn't look at all about where do we really want the water to go. It's about who's first in line. Well, whether it's Washington State or Western water law, period, the challenging the challenge overall is, again, it's all about legal water. And instead of actual water, it's about legal water. And what's so mm. frustrating for us is uh, you can look at other areas where, you know, like in the Western United States, the Southwest, where the aquifers are, in fact, actually depleting um, over time. They're actually getting lower, and there should be concerns. Um, and we don't they're, have that and here. they're retreating it. Yeah, they're they're treating it f- with far less uh, care and concern than we are here, where our aquifers fill to the overflowing, and uh, rarely have I heard of an aquifer actually running out. Um, yeah. y- you know, y- you go throughout the summer. I mean, I-, I saw some data this week where it takes probably between fifteen to twenty-five inches, depending on the aquifer, to end up having enough recharge. Well, we get. 50 to 60 inches, depending on where you are. So our aquifers are always full going into this season. And yet we're talking about shutting off water, you know. And so that's why we're talking, you know, we want to say, look, folks, the water is there. We just need to figure out how to manage this better. On the big difference is this basin, as compared to other basins like Yakima, does not have a way to store water when we have more than enough of it to be able to use it when flows are lower. Correct. Other than our groundwater aquifers, which is one of the things the farmers have proposed is, well, allow us to start pumping some water from some of these aquifers into some of these streams and help to fix this issue. Um, but that has been so far very quietly rejected. Mm. No, instead, we want to just look at adjudication. That's what we want to look at. So uh, we are hopeful that now um, that there is some pre-funded funding for pre-adjudication, that that's going to bring some folks back to the table. But yes, the letter from, uh, I believe it was last week or the week before, to the county council uh, from the environmental group was, was, was very discouraging to see that, no, we don't even want to do really collaborative talks. Let's just... Uh, uh, let, let's just sit on this, learn more from on the technical side, and then go to war in court. It's that seems uh, to me if they're if that's what they're encouraging the county, Whatcom County, to do, they're encouraging the, the county to not break the law per se, but go against what the state legislature and the governor yes. signed. Yes, that 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 is our impression, and that's as well. kind of bizarre to me. Yes. Uh, to to suggest that your uh, local municipality, a local government, go against um their state government that kind in that kind of way we're talking with fred lickle right now here on the farming show talking about water and this very sticky very complicated issue of a water rights adjudication how damaging it could be for farming in this community and what happens next fred can you stay with us for, yes, for another segment, we're gonna we have to take a time out here for news, but we're gonna come back. I want to talk about a couple of things. Uh, one, what should farmers or really, I mean, we keep talking about this in terms of farming, but this affects all water users, like you said, industry 
private well owners, municipalities, everybody is involved in this. Interestingly, it's mostly the farming community here, uh, you know, us, that we're the ones that have been talking the most about it, but it affects everyone. Um, I, I want to find out what people should be doing uh, at this point, what people are doing, and then also what about these folks that have been kind of left out in the cold um, based on some promises that the State Department of Ecology made to them and now are apparently not honoring. And people with questions about their water rights and they're not sure where things stand and they tried to get everything in order and paperwork never got processed. And we've talked about this. We've touched on it on the program before. I want to get into a little bit of that when we come back after the news. Here on The Farming Show, Dylan Honkoop uh, with Watkin Family Farmers along with Executive Director Fred Lickle as we continue on KGMI. In the future, will farms be able to survive in Whatcom County? Will they have access to water that's reliable enough for them to invest in the future of their farms, to pass their farms on to the next generation? For the next generation to even want to have anything to do with it? It's a question right now. This is where water becomes such an important thing here in our community, our farming-based community in a lot of ways locally. Welcome back to The Farming Show on KGMI. I'm Dylan Honkoop. Our guest this hour, Fred Lickle, Executive Director of Whatcom Family Farmers. We're talking about the... A threat of a, a water rights adjudication in the Nooksack Basin and uh, the news within the past week or two, uh, the governor signed the state budget that includes some funding for quote-unquote pre-adjudication work. Uh, if you're just joining us now, uh, in the first half we talked about, well, does this mean this whole adjudication water lawsuit thing is a foregone conclusion and fred you're saying no that doesn't mean it's a foregone conclusion because the funding also says or, or exists for working towards some collaborative solutions and that's the process we as a farming community want to see to bring everyone together in the community find out what's best for fish what's best for farms what's best for everybody rather than just duke it out and who has the highest paid attorney you know you know comes out of the court with a win or whatever it might be um that's how lawsuits work right that's correct it's ugly but I, I saw you grimace at that, but that's... Yeah, I was just thinking, I don't see farmers saying that, well, we can afford the highest paid no. attorneys out there. No, um, we know who the highest paid attorneys will be, and that's with the state, the State Department of Ecology. Yes, yes, exactly. But uh, I digress on that point about the litigation industry. Um, as you shared with us earlier, though, Fred, some people, and this is mind-boggling to me, are opposed to having people work together on these issues. Correct. They're opposed to collaboration. They only want to go to the courts. I don't know if that will ever make sense to me. What happens, though, to the people that are locked out entirely because of uncertainty already about the status of their water rights or water yes. use? I understand yeah. the Department of Ecology made promises to people to get some of these issues figured out decades ago and they've never made good on that promise. I, I think it's important to realize a little bit what the history is of, of, of water 
rights now, legal water rights and mm-hmm. agriculture and, and, and what that meant. And, you know, when people came here many, many years ago, uh, discussion around water rights, everybody kind of assumed that meant out of the rivers and out of the streams. Um, you surface know, water, as surface, it's called. Surface water, as yeah. it's called. You know, um, and, and farmers were actually the one place where they were held legally liable and subject to what's known as relinquishment was because they really weren't allowed to dam up a stream and hold all the water for themselves and not let somebody downstream actually get the water. That's Which makes why sense. some of these ancient water laws, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, that's why some of these ancient water laws were put in place like relinquishment because no, you can't keep more than what you yeah. actually are using. You you, you got to let some go downstream to the next guy. The first um, laws on water this side of the Wild West. Basically. Yes, exactly. And and unfortunately we still have to deal with those issues now. But relinquishments but, the use it or lose it. That's what, yeah, yeah and, that, the, and that's what that's been based off of that ancient mm. that ancient hey look you can't take too much water upstream because the next guy needs some too um, but as farming developed more and more people d- drilled groundwater wells which is you know understandable we have these big huge aquifers underneath us that we want to be able to use the water from back in the you know the early 20s 30s 40s even even beyond that nobody understood that uh, groundwater and surface water were linked together there was just this assumption that the surface, mm. the, the groundwater is by itself. It's a, it's a, you know, a cavern of water d- down here by itself that we can use. Um, and to some extent, uh, that's the challenge about groundwater or, is that there is, there's truth to that. There's also elements of truth that it's linked to surface. It's not one or the other. There's a lot of... It's um, connected, but not equivalent. Exactly. It's it's very, very... Uh, honestly, there's a lot of technical studies on that going on right now, just how linked are things. And it probably honestly varies depending how far you are from a stream and what kind of soil there is. So anyway, getting back to that history is farmers were told in many cases... You dig a well, that, that's not subject to getting water rights. Mm. That's not a big deal. Just go ahead and get those. This is way back in the day. Yeah, way back in the day. So then as time moves forward, some people decided to get water rights, but a lot of folks didn't know and didn't understand that they needed to get groundwater rights. Now, keep in mind, one thing that's also important to remember is that 85% of agriculture water right now comes from groundwater, not from surface water. I think mm. that's an important thing. So we get into the you know, 70s and 80s, and we have a bunch of farmers who don't have legal water rights. Because of these old be- wells, and because, it used to be not yeah. a thing, and they just kept doing what they're doing. Exactly. But, but all of a sudden now there's this talk about legal stuff. Well, what, you know, well, what do we do on this? And so the discussions started happening in the early 1990s. They start, farming communities started to go to the Department of Ecology and say, how can you help us out here? You know, we've got people that have been using water for, I mean, I, I ran into to a farmer a while back that they homesteaded in 1895. <laughs> They've been pulling groundwater all this time, but they didn't have legal water rights. Mm. So in the early 90s, the farmers got together with the Department of Ecology and said, how can we fix this? And uh, what is now in what is now known as the Hussman Promise, because there was a, a, a deputy director, pretty high up at Department of Ecology, who came to the farming community in Whatcom County and said, and, and there's been a number of people who have said that this is true. They said, Ecology said, don't worry about that. And we actually have data that or information that we pulled up from public disclosure documents we've gotten from the, from the Department of Ecology. Mm-hmm where they said that they openly admit, they said, look, 
don't worry about this. We will we will be working with you to help fix this issue. And Basically, so to, they, to legalize what had already been in place for many years, right. decades, right. as much as a century or more. So they said, provided that you apply for water rights right now, um, again, this is related to groundwater, provided, and, and it's been in use before this. It's not like suddenly all of a sudden people, a bunch of people can start right. breaking wells. Right. It's So if you've been using it for a long time and you apply for water rights now, we promise that we will do our best to, to get you these rights and to not enforce against them. Um, and, yeah, again, this Department of Ecology document that I have here in front of me, it, it was a verbal promise. They openly admit to this. But then over time mm. – um, Oh, and they also promised that they wouldn't work against this as long as agriculture and others were working to fix the water rights issues. Agriculture has been working on this now for what? Closing in on 40 years. You know, this happened in 1992, 1993. They signed up, over 400 farmers signed up and said, okay, we've got this issue work with us. Uh, To this day, nothing has ever been done. So all these people, some of them who have been using water as far back as the 1800s yes were trying to get with the times as they needed to mm-hmm. to make sure everything was legal above board they were they were holding up their part of it and doing the paperwork and get trying to get things set and then right. ecology never did anything it, it never ended up happening because about that time somewhere in there ecology started to say uh regarding surface water versus groundwater well uh-oh maybe groundwater and surface water are connected and some of our surface waters at that time were impaired. There wasn't as much water in them as we need. Mm-hmm. So you started to see thing, things kind of back off. And so it was an awkward spot, I imagine, for them of saying, well, we made this promise. Oh, boy, you know, can we actually keep this promise? Um, and so there was kind of this awkward dance uh, that, that's really been occurring ever since then. The farming community has been going over and above to say, how can we get water back into streams, which they have been doing. You look at, for instance, in the Bertrand, they have probably tripled the amount of water that in, was in there 40 years ago. Mm. They, most of the farmers have moved off of surface water to groundwater wells a ways away. They've been making the efforts. Um, but here we continue to still sit with a number of those farmers who right now, if an adjudication happens, they will be completely out of, of things. They, Even they if don't their have family has been farming since the 1800s here. Exactly. They will, they will not have that option. And ecology, even in this note that we have there, uh, says flat out that they no longer intend to honor this promise. They never told the farmers that, but this was a note from 2008. Uh, Ecology is no longer honoring the promise. So they actually admit that in writing. They they admit it. And so now here, again, we have a, a significant number of farmers who, and that's one of the reasons why we feel like the collaborative process has to be part of this. Farmers didn't know that they had to get water rights. Nobody told them back when they started, hey, you need to have water rights. Um, well, I, I've talked to old-timers far who... Far enough back, they didn't. Yeah, right. They, they, they didn't even yeah. exist. I, I talked back. to one of the more old-timers, I guess you could say, who told me 40 years ago, he remembers visiting with one of his neighbors who had just found this out and was shocked and said, um, I just dug a pond for irrigation and, you know, it's couple of miles away from any stream and i had an ecology person say i, I needed to apply for a water right have you ever heard of such a thing <laughs> no i didn't know that you know so so here they had been innocently doing things all along that they thought were fine and no one is giving them a way to make it right and that is a a position that puts them in and really all of farming in a very legally challenging position right now 
there's few things that get me more frustrated than when people are trying to do everything right and they're still punished for it. Well, and being told that they're stealing. Mm. You know, we've had editorials, farmers are stealing water. Mm. Look, they're not stealing the water. Water is being, is known as a used, you know, it's a shared resource. Mm-hmm. And you get you get access to legal legal access to it or not. There's, there's, well, I would yeah. say if a bad actor right now decided, eh, I have a piece of property, I don't have a water right, but I'm just going to break the law, drill a well, start using as much water as I want, that would be blatant theft of, or, you know, that would be breaking the law. Yes, and and supposedly there have been cases of that um, over the years, and those people have been punished. And they need to be punished, and that needs to be enforced. But right. what we're seeing is the system right now is treating these people who have been farming here for generations, and when they were put in a situation where they needed to deal with changing and evolving and new laws, tried to do everything they could to get with that, and still weren't, you know, th- their position wasn't honored. And so now they're being treated just the same, at least by the way some people talk, as someone who's going and flagrantly breaking the law. Exactly. Which is yeah, yeah. totally an unfair it is, a, it is a really unfair position to be in. It, it's it's one thing if you um, deliberately break the, break the speed limit. It's another thing when you're suddenly told that you're breaking the speed limit and nobody ever told you that there was a speed limit there, right? If you want to create an analogy, it's it's... Uh, it, it is really a frustrating thing. And then to be called out publicly, oh, you know, what a terrible person you are. Wait a minute. Uh, well, there have been some people who have said, and then these are the people that like this whole adjudication, water adjudication. By the way, we're talking with Fred Lickle with the Watkin Family Farmers. I'm Dylan Honkoop, and this is the, the Farming Show. Um, there have people been people who have said, well, this whole adjudication process, that, that's how all this stuff will get fixed with those farmers that uh, have been up in the air with their water rights for such a long time. No, not at all. There, there's nothing in, in there that, um, and, and I don't have that document in front of me, but ecology openly admits most likely those people will all be denied. So this water won't rights. fix even, things Even for if them. you applied for a water right back in 1992, it will most likely be denied. So, uh, so those people are... <clears throat> They're so hooped. there needs to there needs to be another case. Now there are some who want to say, well, you know, there will be water banks that are created, and then people can sell them water. Well, how is that going to work? Because right now uh, the legal situation calls for. Remember, we talked about this ancient law of relinquishment that was placed upstream. Well, that law is still in place, so a farmer can't say, oh, look, I'm going to use half of what I've been legally allowed and give half to somebody else. No, relinquishment makes that farmer give up that water to the Department of Ecology. They are in essence saying, You're, we're going to put together a bank, but there will be no deposits to put in the bank. <laughs> what so kind of a bank you, is that? How are, you supposed to, yeah. how are you supposed to take a loan out of a bank yeah. that has no money? I've had this explained uh, to me before, and I just don't see until this state deals with that relinquishment, use it or lose it law, how a water bank could exist. I would agree. Uh, it, it, there, and that's, again, an adjudication case. doesn't fix state laws no <laughs> it goes by state laws right it's an ancient it's an ancient process it's been around for a long time <sighs> so so that is all the more reason why we need to make certain that we get together and discuss a collaborative process it's been done elsewhere it's been done in the yakima uh department of ecology themselves just had a big document that went out asking for people in the in the walla walla system mm-hmm. for their uh input on their collaborative process but yet when we get to Whatcom County, suddenly we're going to say, oh, no, we don't want a collaborative process. We want a litigious one. You, you just, when you hear stuff like that, you just have, at least I have my instincts 
immediately go up like mm, what's really going on underneath this you know what what what's the end game for everybody involved and it starts to make me skeptical if it's really about what we're trying to have it be about which is protecting fish and the future of this community which includes producing food growing food locally family farming it, 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 it when suddenly people don't want to work together and they're they prefer to go to their attorney then sit around a table and work out a solution. I get very suspicious about what, what the real game plan is exactly. here. We're just about out of time with Fred Lickle uh, here on the Farming Show. What should water users, I want to say farmers, but it's not just farmers, what should any water user in Whatcom County be doing right now? It sounds like people need to know about this and, and be prepared for who knows what could be happening in the next couple of years. They need to be making their voices heard loudly and clearly that they that we need to have a collaborative process, You know that we need to get folks together so that the, the, the groups out there that are opposed to adjudication, or sorry, supportive of adjudication mm-hmm. and opposed to collaborative processes to sitting down and talking will say we need to come to the table you know we, we need to have discussions i think it needs to be loud and clear and then unfortunately um until those folks actually do that for 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 farmers out there um you know some of the groups that we work for like the watershed improvement districts and others are getting names of attorneys together because mm-hmm. unfortunately it may be required that we have to do what we can from a legal point of view to fight an adjudication. I've heard yeah, farms and groups are already, you know, yes. reallocating their budgets towards legal stuff rather than say working on stream improvements. Yes, the watershed improvement districts have already done that significantly. They're already saying, look, this this is where our unfortunately we have to look at doing this. You know, we have to look at saying how how can we uh, protect ourselves. Sad when we could be collaborating, but let's and let's when hope that and when those funds could be spent on actual salmon restoration work, water efficiency work, whatever you know. Instead, that goes to you know fighting a lengthy legal battle. It just doesn't yeah, it make sense sad. to me. But let's it's it's we still have time. Um, the key is to get to get here, get your voice be heard. Mm-hmm. That folks, we need we need to fix this. This is The Farming Show. Fred Lickle with us here. He's Executive Director of Whatcom Family Farmers. I'm Dylan Honkoop. I work with Whatcom Family Farmers and Save Family Farming statewide as well. You can check out uh, fishneedfarms.org for more background on this. Also, whatcomfamilyfarmers.org. Posted a lot of information on those two websites. Um, Savefamilyfarming.org as well. Uh, background documents, articles, lots of uh, details about these complicated things surrounding water. This is going to be the big conversation about the future of farming here locally for some time to come, it sounds like, Fred. That is correct. Thank you for having me today. Yeah, thanks for being on the program.